Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From a Studio C. C, senor. It is a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. You know, the great thing about three-day weekends is we're already halfway through the week. Isn't that awesome? And oh, to- yeah. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Anthony Fauci, founder, funder of gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute. Okay, so I know you're going to go into that in full at the bottom of this hour. Um, I don't fully understand this story because I haven't taken the time to like dig into it and read it, but are you pretty convinced that uh, Fauci knowingly has been misleading people? Yes, I think he has been making very lawyerly uh, denials based on the intricacies of scientific terminology. Gotcha. There's a selection of Unique hand sanitizers here in my workstation for some reason. It's a gift. It's a gift. I don't know where they came from. Your hands have looked really unsanitized lately, (laughs) so we all pitched in. Just disgusting. (laughs) Hey, Uh, can I say something at the outset of the show, which is apropos nothing? Of course. It has been a uh, common thread of many emails now for a number of weeks. People who are offended, disappointed, whatever, by some of the advertisers in in some of the means through which you can uh, listen to the show, whether it's podcasts or the streaming, or they just can't believe the Teachers Association, California Teachers Association, for instance, is, is being advertised. Look, we have no control over the, any of that. And... And there are, you know, there are rules and regulations. You can't just pick and choose. You can't refuse to to advertise people because you don't like them. And and we have nothing to do with that. Nothing. So let when you hear an MSNBC uh, ad, uh, for instance, let that remind you of how much you should hate them. Let that solidify your dislike. Remind you of who's on your personal enemies list. But just know we have nothing to do with it, all right? Personal, and we can't do anything about it. Your personal enemies list. That's funny. Everybody needs to have one of those. Sure. I have several arch nemeses, as you know. It reminds me, I was watching a video of Hank Azaria, the guy who does uh, uh, half the voices of The Simpsons. And, you know, he's been in a bunch of movies and stuff like that, but... Um, there's a video where he d- he goes through some of the voices and he explains how he came up with them. And comic book guy was a guy he knew in college, and uh, and sounded like that and had a and had a list on the front of his door. It was his uh, um, S list, you know, for oh, yes. people who use that term. I do not like you right now. You are on my S list, and that's the way he talks. <laughs> Beautiful. Frank and Zary came up with the name. So yes, put them on. Put them on your S list if you don't like them. Um, well, yeah. we're 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 on what about sixty radio stations, and each one of those has does it have its own like streaming thing? And then there's podcasting, and then there's just there there are maybe eighty different ways to listen to the show, and each one of them sure. might have its own advertisers. So yeah. I don't have any idea what's being advertised. You hate them. We hate them. They're promoting podcasts by people you despise. We know we don't like it, but, uh, you know, 
That's funny. I, I look at it. I've always looked at it this way. This this is the way they think it's best to reach a bunch of people is advertising on our show. That's the way I look at it. There's that's a lot a, of truth to that. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing for us. Um, Just remember, the California Teachers Association is evil to its core. It's very core. Sure seems to be. Uh, let's start officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. This Wednesday already, September 8th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. I heard that Amazon is close to launching its own brand of smart TVs. Yeah, they're pretty cool. You watch the TV, and since it's Amazon, the TV watches you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting there. The, the, the way the crowd kind of groaned. Ooh, so that's you. Why is that's that? already happening? That's because. But why did people kind of groan there at the idea of Amazon having a TV? Because. I think we all have, don't we all have kind of a bad feeling about Amazon? I know their their approval rating got cut in half over COVID. Yeah, I think there's an instinctive understanding that then they're now so huge and powerful and omnipresent and watching us that, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're frightening. I don't, I used to like Amazon. I used to have a positive feeling about interacting now with them. Now I interact with them because it's a, uh, it's kind of like the using Google. It's just the easiest way to do it. But I have definitely have a negative attitude about them. Every time I search for something, they give me five things I didn't search for at the top. I hate them a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, maybe he, maybe Jeff Bezos, a space traveler, doesn't care. But, uh, yeah. Um, I, typed in, on the, the, I typed I, in the specific name of a book, and you right. gave me five other things that you want to sell me before that. F you, dude. It's like, you know what we need the on the button bar? Go ahead. What we need on the button bar is the Jeffrey Bezos song, the uh, the the viral Jeffrey Bezos song. It's got to always be available whenever we talk about Amazon. Somebody get that. Yeah. It's like the thing now where you walk through the mall and every mall is like a Mexican bazaar. Uh, <laughs> people are shouting at you trying to sell you stuff. And it didn't used to be that way. That's that's way Amazon is. I came I came here specifically for this one book. Oh, would you like to buy this? Hey, you. Hey, Charlie Brown. You want to buy this? No, leave me alone. I know what I want to buy. And we didn't do this story in full, but we've talked about it before. Amazon opening large retail locations, which are basically department stores, in malls all across America. The very stores that they drove out of business, they're now opening back up. That's part of the negative view. That that makes people not feel good. The store that they liked to go to at the mall closed. This happened to me just the other day. Big store I went to, you know, I was talking about buying suits. I know where I'll go. I go there. It doesn't exist anymore. And it's probably going to be an Amazon store here soon where somebody will stand at the door and bark at me to buy uh, cheap Chinese crap. Plus, I know you're a huge fan of Fredericks of Hollywood getting your really elaborate lingerie there. And you hate it when that closed. What's elaborate lingerie? Oh, the really sexy stuff. Mm. The crazy stuff. The, uh, you know, a lot of frills, a lot of garters and stuff like that. Buckles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The I don't stuff want to go my into wife detail. won't wear. The stuff your wife won't wear. <laughs> Buckles. <laughs> she opens the box, just says, no. <laughs> Not going to happen. Um, so how does mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's it's solid. It's solid. And then we need to get into the particulars of the, the giant document leak having to do with the Wuhan lab and its funding. Yeah, if you haven't heard this, stick around for all the details, which are making quite a bit of noise, and see if you think, eh, some of you already were, you know, anti-Fauci a long time ago, but. I've been trying to figure out whether or not he uh, he's actually a bad guy. I didn't think I didn't think he was a bad guy before. I just thought he he just he's a guy that's obsessed with diseases 
and doesn't take into account anything else. Yeah, well, I think it's a little more complicated than that. And if he had not emerged as some sort of godhead anti-Trump saint of the left, he'd be way gone by now. He he would be so out of his job. Interesting. Uh, So we got all that on the way, and our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is Anthony Fauci something close to a criminal? We'll get into the details on that coming up. But uh, a different COVID thing we'll do later because we don't want to worry out on COVID. I don't know if you saw this. It was a a study of um, uh, virus experts and how they're living their lives right now. And it's Mm. wild. There's a lot of them are so much more careful than you are. It may you would th- if they were your neighbor, you'd think they were crazy. And it just makes the point that these experts are way, way too focused on this. Wow. And they're the one, and they're the ones making the decision for your school, your county, your job, your whatever. For instance, 17 percent of them as recently as this past May, a couple months ago, 17 percent of the experts they surveyed are still not comfortable opening mail. Wow. I know. That's wacky. That person should not be deciding freaking anything. Oh, my God. Because that's nuts. Yeah, that's like borderline mentally ill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Almost one out of five. I'll be danged. Note my uh, ready transition of percentages into fractions there. (laughs) I paid attention in third grade. Yes, I did, Mrs. Anderson. I know we had an uneasy relationship, but I learned. I learned. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. I decided uh, to wrap up our series of Dwight David Eisenhower quotes with uh, perhaps his most famous, and if I'd been thinking, even ten minutes ago, we would have gotten the tape of it instead because uh, it was a a broadcast message. But uh, he said, and I think you can probably guess when. I'll give you a hint. It was a warm month in 1944. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers-in-arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. Then he goes into a a few history things and ends with, I have full confidence in your courage and devotion to duty and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. As he sent the men to the beaches of of Normandy for D-Day. Dwight Eisenhower. Mailbag. Sean in San Diego writes, do you guys know you're the source of a reference in the Urban Dictionary? Uh, dictionary? Something to be proud of. And it's the entry for the Burden of Damascus. Oh, it, really? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Look it up yourself if you want to. I, I looked up something in the Urban Dictionary the other day. That is really good. It's, oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's really well done. Of course, the original meaning of the Burden of Damascus, it's, a, it's an ancient reference, isn't it, to the role in the region or something like that? Something Middle Easty that we learned after 9-11. <laughs> we somehow, well, again, go to the Urban Dictionary, look up Urban, uh, I'm sorry, Burden of Damascus. 
Moving along. If you are really needing to go, the big go, not the little go. If you're really needing to go and you can't find a place. Yeah. Yeah. You're suffering under the burden of Damascus. <laughs> yes. Yes. Beautiful. And that's uh, probably the sort of thing you get your head cut off in the Middle East saying that. I've longed to uh, leave my mark on the world, and that apparently is it. That <laughs> reference. And that was your joke anyway, so what good am I? Uh, let's see. So moving along, uh, a number of interesting things on vaccines and masks and that th- sort of deal, but I'm not in the mood for a COVID uh, talk. I will just tell you this. In terms of the efficacy of the vaccine, nobody cares about cases. Okay, nobody's getting the vaccine to avoid getting a case where they feel mildly fluey for six hours. People just don't want to be dead or hospitalized. So just the whole it's not as effective as they say, you know, breakthrough cases, blah, blah, blah. It's only about hospitalizations and deaths. All right. More on that to come. I was amazed by the number of texts we got yesterday from people who said they or somebody in their family or their whole family uh, vaccinated people getting pretty sick. It mm-hmm. basically just speaks to our enormous audience, as you were saying, because if it's one out of 5,000 or so, people do that, and you got thousands and thousands of people listening, yeah, you're going you're gonna to hear from some people it happened to. Uh, yeah, Kevin, the great uh, skeptic, who is usually right on, he's usually quite solid, in my opinion, with his reasoning, points out that's one in 5,000 per day. And so over the course of the year, it's a much greater likelihood. Mm. But, you know, again, all I care about is serious cases. And we can go over those numbers if you want. Uh, the vaccine is not perfect. It's absolutely not perfect. It's not 100% effective, but it helps. Moving on. If this doesn't speak to the woke bull S of Cali Unicornia, I don't know what will, writes uh, Aileen Anonymous. I was recently fired from my skilled job because management thought I was no longer a good fit. I was told a complaint was filed against me for being, quote, disrespectful and offensive toward other staff. Now I can certainly I can connect the dots. This complaint was filed after a coworker and I had a disagreement during a shift regarding communication mishaps. That coworker and I handled everything calmly and like adults to move forward as friends. It was as if nothing had happened. We continue to work well together. But someone who witnessed the conversation, not even involved in the incident, then reported to HR that I was rude, disrespectful, and that he never wanted to be scheduled with me again. I was never interviewed by HR regarding my regarding my side of the incident, nor were any of the witnesses. When I asked for an example of how I was disrespectful, I was told an example could not be given because the situation was confidential. A situation, all caps, a situation I am directly involved in is confidential from me? How am I supposed to correct a behavior in the future that I don't even know what I did? Sounds a lot like campus policies I've heard about, college campus pol- uh, policies. All that being said, this Californian is picking up and moving to Utah. Not until after I vote for Newsom's recall, of course. Uh, KBTWATS, keep burning those witches at the stake. That is unbelievable. I, You know, you could probably get a good wrongful dismissal lawsuit going because it's hard to fire people in California. Um, I would, I would, you know, I'm against... Uh, excessive lawsuits, um, that sort of thing. But I think your your woke, idiotic employer needs a, a kick in the uh, hind end. I want it to be easier to fire people, much, much easier to fire people. Because um, I believe that over time, the companies that uh, keep and hire people properly will succeed and the other ones will fail. But and in an individual situation, that is a pretty crazy story. Yeah, it really is. Um, and then finally, this... Uh, and we talked about this story a couple times yesterday, a, a, a transient who had been arrested and convicted multiple times for many crimes, including violent crimes, was let out 
thanks to the incredible policies. Once again, a California story uh, of uh, Gavin Newsom letting dangerous felons out onto the streets, and he raped and murdered a woman, burned her house, killed her dogs, etc. Just horrific. And uh, one of our friends of Armstrong and Getty in the area notes that the city of Sacramento has directed the police department to stop responding to transient-related calls unless it's violent in progress. Instead, the community is directed to file online police reports uh, or call 311, which apparently is a thing, which is months behind, or get in contact with the Department of Community Response, which isn't even fully operational yet. So truly, and, and this is true in, in so many cities, uh, in the West and, and, and in the woke Midwest, in the East, you no longer are the owner of your town, your city, your park, mm-hmm. your sidewalk, your street. The junkies and the vagrants and the bums are. It's uh, pretty much the very thing I said at a city council meeting a couple years ago. Who does the park belong to? Those of us who uh, work and pay taxes that paid for all this stuff, or does it belong to... The hobos. It seems that it belongs to the hobos. Yeah. And it still does. Yeah, we've we've given away our civilization to a large extent. We can turn that tide, but uh, we'd better start soonish. So one of the big stories going on while we're on the air is the giant Robert E. Lee statue coming down in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Maybe we'll talk about that later. It's one of the biggest Confederate statues in the entire country. Been up there since the late 1800s coming down. Fauci, criminal or not? Next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. He has lied dozens of times. Usually he tells us that it's for our own good. But yes, he has dissembled, he has obfuscated, there's other nicer words, but he has definitely lied to the American public, and he should be held responsible. But not just that, the, the, the judgment that we should continue to fund this lab and that the virus in all likelihood came from the lab, I think is such incredibly poor judgment that he should be immediately removed. Yeah, keep your clippings on your side of the lawn. That's Senator Rand Paul. <laughs> wow. Uh, talking about Anthony. Never forget. <laughs> Senator Rand Paul talking about Anthony Fauci there. So Who can bust old Fauci? Call him half a crook. The Randy man can. <laughs> the Randy man. Rand Paul there bringing the heat. So it seemed pretty obvious to me the last time uh, Rand Paul and Fauci got into it that Rand Paul was doing the whole Clinton definition of is is thing. You're, you're in a bad spot, so you're having to come up with a very particular legal argument. That you may be right on, but that obscures the question, the main question that everybody's asking. Did you have sex with someone or not? Or did you uh, fund gain-of-function research? And he got into some very particular definitions to find a way around that. Well, uh, the the Intercept has come into uh, possession of more than 900 pages of documents through a Freedom of Information Act uh, lawsuit. Uh, that they're writing about right now. And if there was ever any doubt, and, then, and there certainly hasn't been for a very long time, uh, but if there was ever any doubt that there's a significant chance that the, uh, the, the Chinese bat fever leaked somehow from the lab and that experiments were being done, uh, fairly risky ones, on this sort of coronavirus, all that doubt has been removed. It is now utterly clear. I'll read to you from The Intercept, and then um, stay tuned for Glenn Greenwald giving The Intercept a good, solid, and well-deserved kicking. 
Uh, but anyway, newly released documents provide details of U.S.-funded research on several types of coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. The Intercept uh, inter- obtained more than 900 pages of documents detailing the work of EcoHealth Alliance, a U.S.-based health organization that used federal money to fund bat coronavirus research at the Chinese laboratory. Glad, glad the little of my tax money could go to pay for starting uh, something that has made everybody's life miserable. Well, I hate to jump. Yeah, yeah. I hate to jump to the end. You were talking about whether uh, Fauci was a crook or a criminal or whatever. I think these guys were doing important but risky work. They spent their 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 careers. They spent their their reputations on convincing everyone that we can handle it. It's dangerous. It's technically demanding, but we're so good at our jobs. You can not only trust us to do this safely, but you should give us bunches of money to do it because it's so important. And then when you know the bat virus leaked out, they were frantic to cover their steps. Uh, but anyway, because of embarrassment or legal. Repercussions? I mean, why why were they so frantic to cover their steps? Why wouldn't they say, crap, I know what's going on there, because this is something that I'm really into and I fund. I can tell you exactly what happened there. Why wouldn't they do that? Well, I, I think they felt responsible for killing millions of people. God, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing a step there. I would think that Fauci would say, yeah, I think that's a good thing to uh, to do. Uh, gain-of-function research is important. and I thought they wouldn't be this sloppy. That's terrible. Yeah, well, he was involved in the, uh, in it up to his neck, and again, they said they could handle it. They couldn't, and millions of people died. And you're asking, why are they denying responsibility? I think it's self-evident. Okay. Um, anyway, the trove of documents included two previously unpublished grant proposals uh, that were funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Fauci, as well as project updates well, what, relating to EcoHealth Alliance's research. As it just pops into my head, I guess what still confuses me as to why they would do that, I just keep leaning toward what a decent, normal person would do. Because you'd have been able to jump on it immediately. I know exactly what happened there and what we need to do, because I've been funding this for years to help stop it from getting worse and from killing millions of more people and costing trillions of more dollars. Be the hero. Well, as many criminals have done, they made a hasty, fearful decision to cover instead of confess. Well, and once yeah. you make that decision, you, you're launched down a road. Yeah, that seems Said, to be human nature. Says Gary Ruskin, executive director of U.S. Right to Know, a group that's been investigating the origins of COVID-19, quote, this is the roadmap to the high-risk research that could have led to the current pandemic. One of the grants, titled Understanding the Risk of Bat Coronavirus Emergence, outlines an ambitious effort led by EcoHealth Alliance President Peter Daszak, that name again, to screen thousands of bat samples for novel coronaviruses. The research also involves screening people who work with live animals. The documents contain several critical details about the research in Wuhan, including the fact that key experimental work with humanized mice, oh my, manimals again in the news, wow, was conducted at the Biosafety Level 3 lab at Wuhan University Center for Animal Experiment, not at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which was the Level 4 lab. And there's a huge difference. The Level 4 lab, uh, two of the floors of that four-level, it's actually a four-story building in addition to being a level four lab. Um, two of the, the floors are entirely devoted to filtration equipment. That's a level four lab. A level three lab is akin to a dentist's office. 
People wear masks. I feel like you're glossing over the animal human mouses. Creating a- human animal hybrids. Our existence must not be known. <laughs> Maybe we'll get back to that at some other point. Yes. But let, yes. let's table it. Let's put a pin in the whole human yes. mice. Creating a- human animal hybrids. Yes, sir. Yes, Mr. President. Precisely. That's right. Uh, we will circle back to the mammals. Uh, anyway, the documents raise additional questions about the theory that the pandemic may have begun in a lab accident, an idea that Dazak is aggressively dismissed. You remember last year he organized that letter from 19 prominent scientists you're, you're, saying that was impossible. You realize this makes them evil. Yes. It makes yes. you evil if you covered, uh, if you helped the Chinese, well, for a couple of different reasons. It made the pandemic worse, so many, many people died as you tried to cover up the origin. Cost trillions of dollars, kids not learning, blah, 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 suicides, we know all the stuff. And you were helping the Chinese, which yeah. is an enemy of humankind. So it is evil that you tried to, to, to help cover this up. Yeah, if there were some sort of prison for moral failings, uh, I, I believe Dazak would be uh, in solitary confinement and never see the light of day again, and perhaps Fauci. Uh, but going on, because there are a couple more key facts you need to know. The Bat Coronavirus Grant provided EcoHealth Alliance and Dazak a total of $3.1 million, including six hundred grand that the Wuhan Institute of Virology used in part to identify and alter bat coronaviruses likely to infect humans. Even before the pandemic, Many scientists were concerned about the potential dangers associated with such experiments. The grant proposal acknowledges some of these dangers, quoting, Fieldwork involves the highest risk of exposure to SARS and other COVIDs while working in caves with high bat density overhead and a potential for fecal dust to be inhaled. Alina Chan, a molecular biologist at the Broad Institute, said the documents show that EcoHealth Alliance has reason to take the lab leak theory seriously. Quote, in this proposal, they actually point out that they know how risky this work is. They keep talking about people potentially getting bitten, and they kept records of everyone who got bitten. Does EcoHealth have those records? And if not, how can they possibly rule out a research-related accident? Well, they can't, obviously. They're just covering up that they only ruled it out because to rule it in would be to admit responsibility for the deaths of many millions of people. Yeah, I still don't think that enough coverage is given to the fact that this was a, a, a man-made created disaster. This is one of the worst things that's happened to human beings on planet Earth, but it was created by man. Probably. It was completely avoidable. Yeah, there isn't definitive proof of that. But it's absolutely the leading circumstantial theory. Uh, now, I want to get to Glenn Greenwald's comments on this because they're significant to the point you just made has to do with the fact that the media aggressively tried to stamp down any discussion of the lab leak theory. And the social media giants, Google, Facebook, Twitter, I'm looking at you, they banned They banned people expressing what turns out to be probably the truth. You suck, by the way, big tech. You're loathsome. Anyway, Intercept co-founder Glenn Greenwald, who no longer works there, gave the Intercept a hammering. Uh, Not for this new reporting, but I will quote him. In July, The Intercept had one of its most dishonest partisan hacks, Robert Mackey, basically call Rand Paul a liar and deranged conspiracy theorist over and over for suggesting Fauci-funded research that could have caused the pandemic. 
Greenwald wrote on Twitter. But yesterday, the very same intercept admits it sought documents about Fauci-funded research by EcoHealth, Peter Daszak's group, that raised additional questions about the theory that the pandemic may have begun in a lab accident. Um, and then uh, they were probably looking for proof that uh, Rand Paul was wrong and, and Fauci was right, but they found the opposite. And then Greenwald points out, uh, even when they accidentally do reporting that undermines liberal political causes, Intercept editors have to make sure they stay loyal. They admit that Dazak's high-risky research was funded by NIAID, but never once named the name, mentioned the name Fauci, the director of that agency. That's incredible. Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci. That's incredible. That's right. That's and right. And it's all because, and what does it all get back down to? All Trump, of it. Of course. Trump. Yeah. Fauci emerged as this anti-Trump godhead. So even after The Intercept themselves uncovers 900 pages of smoking gun transcripts, they still can't bring themselves to name St. Fauci. That's how sick these people are. That is weird, dude. Yeah, I'd say it is. There's a great deal of reaction to this report uh, from heavyweights, uh, political, scientific, uh, talking heads, etc. We probably ought to take a break, but we can bring those to you in a couple minutes. We also ought to talk about uh, one of the stupidest tweets I've ever seen in my life. Um, aging 80s hottie Ellen Barkin. I saw that on, was that on our Twitter oh. feed where I came across that? But just unbelievable. And it's a, an example of the sort of thought that is out there. That fits in with another story that I want to bring you. If you haven't heard it, the the demographics, the census came out uh, recently, and uh, you probably heard the headline: there are fewer white people in America than there have been before. Well, what does that mean to the Democratic Party? What does that mean to politics? Not what people thought it was going to mean. We'll get to that <laughs> too. It's really interesting. Whole bunch of stuff on the way. Hope you can stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But it was You probably don't remember who Ellen Barkin is. She was a hottie in movies in the 80s, 90s. I don't know. Something like that. Had me barking like a dog back in the day. Oh yeah. It doesn't really make attractive any, gal. Doesn't really make any difference that much. But she uh, tweeted out what is the expiration date for cis white males? That started a bit of a conversation and fits out in with the new census data that is out about the uh, shrinking white population that we will talk about in hour two of the Armstrong and Getty show. It's kind of interesting. Well, people have this need to hate, evidently, and white people <laughs> hear it now. Well, so. and plus it's the elites of uh, hating themselves, which is weird. Yeah, yeah it is weird. So uh, the big revelation, uh, 900 pages of documents uh, about the funding, the applications for funding, uh, Anthony Fauci funding Peter Daszak, who was doing work at the Wuhan Institute experimenting on bat coronaviruses. It's absolutely undeniable. The two of them have been covering their tracks all along. It's astonishing to me that Fauci still has his job uh, after all the lying he's done. We set that up the last segment. If you missed it, grab it via the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Um uh, we have a number of people wanting to comment on that. Oh, I was reminded by a listener that uh, 
a number of years ago when we were discussing uh, uh, humanized mice, we, we speculated that they might make excellent plumbers. <laughs> you could, Why? You could send them spelunking into the pipes. I'm going in. Wow. We, we, <laughs> they could drill out clogs and stuff like that. We did more of a deep dive on that than I remembered. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, electricians, whatever. Oh. <laughs> They'd make good exterminators, too. Oh, don't mind me. I'm just the new mouse in town. Bluey, bluey, bluey. <laughs> shoot the, the other mice. Yes, I get anyway, it. Mouse on mouse violence. <laughs> um, so uh, let's start with uh, Wisconsin Congressman Mike Gallagher and Clip 90. To me, it confirms what we've known for months, which is that Fauci lied to us. He lied to Congress. He knew that our taxpayer dollars were being administered by his organization to third parties like EcoHealth Alliance to do cooperative research, gain of function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And when questioned about it, he hid behind a highly legalistic definition. But more to the point, he was lying. And the fact that he still has a job is an affront to the hundreds of thousands of Americans who have suffered, if not died, under coronavirus. I don't want to get caught up in the idea of uh, just punishing Fauci, like firing him would fix something. I'm I'm for him going away for a number of reasons, but that's 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 not going to help with the kids' schools and the trillions spent and the millions dead and all that sort of stuff. It's not going to fix that. No, it's not. But I think there is a real need for accountability. Oh, absolutely. Kind of just that, cleaning out the pipes. Yeah, that's what I mean. We we need just a more of a culture of accountability of if you had a plan for getting out of Afghanistan and it went completely sideways, you got to go. If you had a plan for containing deadly viruses and they get loose, you got to go. Yeah, Could we, we have do the more opposite. Of that? We have the opposite of a, a culture of accountability. We have a culture of liability and litigation and denial of uh, responsibility. Uh, one more uh, 91 with Congressman Gallagher. We now have the 90-day intelligence review from the Biden administration, which came back with nothing. Yep. That's unacceptable. And it's said that we, ha- we can't get to the bottom of this until we have the co-op- cooperation of the Chinese. That is bogus. That is a cop-out. There are a ton of things we can do. And let's start by subpoenaing Peter Daszak and his entire corrupt organization to get answers. We cannot accept these lies to be the final answer. I feel like there are too many Mike Gallagher's in government. It'd make it better if we had fewer people named Mike Gallagher in either uh, government or media. There are like five. Yeah. This particular one, this uh, congressperson from Wisconsin who I uh, listened to a whole podcast uh, him being interviewed a week or so ago. He's really super sharp, man. Keep your eye on him. Yeah, I would agree. Agree. Impressive guy. Uh, Tom Cotton. Give us 94-95 back-to-back, Michael. You know, for 18 months, he's been saddling up his moral high horse and clucking his tongue at college kids who want to go celebrate a football game in an outdoor stadium on a nice fall day or parents who don't want their kindergartners to have to wear masks their entire lives telling you you have to wear three masks, when all along he's been lying, not just to Congress, but to the American people, about his role in funding the very reckless, dangerous research at a Chinese communist lab that unleashed this pandemic on the world. It is a disgrace, and it's time for Tony Fauci to be held accountable. That's a pretty well, good... I, for one, am going to be looking forward to Tony Fauci's next appearance in the United States Senate. 
Now it's no longer just Tony Fauci trying to lecture senators, using word games, acting like they're the dumb ones, like they're the ones who don't understand <laughs> basic concepts, like making a virus more transmissible. When now it's in his own words, in his own emails, and the emails all, all of his cronies who have been on this gravy train for decades getting your tax dollars and then concealing what it went for, his appearance after that should be at the federal courthouse down the street. That will be must-see TV the next time he's in front of a, a, a committee of any kind. But Tom Cotton makes a good point there that, uh, hey, how about you quit lecturing me about how dare I go out without a mask and stuff like that? You caused this whole freaking thing. You're responsible for the whole damn thing. So shut up about whether or not I wear a mask or think my kids should be in school. That is really galling that you have a, a word to say on any of this. When you started this whole thing, one of the worst things that's ever happened in the history of the planet, like third behind the meteor that wiped out the dinosaurs, you caused it. So shut the hell up. Well, yeah, and the, the whole projecting certainty at every step. We're absolutely certain this is the case. This is what you need to do. This is what you should not do. This is much, and then it changes two weeks later. It changes again. So his his he's got to go. It's like a coach who's lost the locker room. The there's a, a subsection of America that still worships Fauci as some sort of anti-Trump saint. Hail Fauci, indeed. You people need to wake the hell up. The rest of us have had enough. He's lost our locker room. Donald Trump is about to be in a broadcast booth. We can tell you about that. That uh, he was—he was the president of the United States for crying out loud. Outspoken fellow, I remember. <laughs> he got almost eighty million votes, second most votes his in the history of running for president, uh, and uh, also changing demographics in the United States and some people's attitudes about it. All to kick off hour two. If you miss an hour, go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.